Today's show is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. If you want to look good when you step out in the morning or you have an event coming up, go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. And from January 3rd to the 12th, it's winter clearance. 20% off sale price. Use code WINNER20. Now, you know what? Cufflinks.com is good for any season. They've got all the great geek stuff you like, whether it's Rise of the Skywalker, they got Avengers, they got NCAA, NBA, NFL, all that kind of cool stuff, plus the wearable art, classic, good-looking cufflinks, ties, all the stuff that you need. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today, use code WINNER20 to save 20% off, support our sponsor cufflinks.com, a family-owned company just like DVR Podcast, baby. Go to cufflinks.com today. Today is Wednesday, January 1st, 2020. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy freaking New Year. This is the top 10 TV shows of 2019, part de, or part two if you don't speak French. Welcome back, everyone, to part two of a very special end-of-the-year edition of Daily DVR. My name is Heath Solo, and with me today is, oh my god, I'm so shocking, Axel Foley! <laughs> Hello, Solo, and Happy New Year. God, 2020. I, I, I mean, I'm channeling my inner Barbara Walters, baby. I feel good. This is going to be a good year for the DVR Podcasting Network. And Axel, today we will, we will be discussing our top 10 TV shows of 2019. Well, mine. I, you've done yours already. But we also have a bunch of great lists from a bunch of fantastic listeners, and I'm excited. Part one was already done with you and you call him Ando, my boy Andy. Ando Calrissian. Ando Cal- yeah. <laughs> Ando. I listened to that pod. What a great job you and Andy did. And it, was, Thanks, it was nice to hear Andy be honest and talk about stuff and talk about Peter, I think it was a Peter's List where he hates everything. And oh, it's a great, it was a great show. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I had a great time. Andy was lots of fun, but I'm also very happy that we have our opportunity to do this because we've done this for many years. And uh, originally, you know, originally for some reason, I thought you were traveling or busy or something, and then you t- mm-hmm. you emailed me your list, and you were like, "Hey, I, you know, we could do our lists too." <laughs> Said, "Oh man, dude, <clears throat> sometimes it's the most obvious things in front of you." that you kind of take for granted. I didn't think you were available, but I'm really happy to be talking about your list. It's been a great year in TV, man. It's been a great year for the network. And we've done, I mean, we did Mindhunter, Game of Thrones. I mean, we had a True Detective. True True Detective, which you know was my number one. Um, I loved True Detective. And a lot of the reason why, too, it was my number one is because of you, buddy, because we did that show together. Like the way that you made me see things and, you know, so we had a great time. We both lost our memories together. Yeah, no, it was great because it's funny because we did it. It was like the beginning of the year. So sometimes things can be forgotten. Um but yeah, no, it was a great year of TV. I, I you know, making my list. 
I, I, I had to omit stuff just because uh, I was like, I can't fit it. And I need to give these other shows proper, it's proper due. And uh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> we, we, te- I mean, we text a lot. So uh, I think like a month ago, I was like, hey, we got to do our end of the year top 2019. You're like, okay, buddy. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, me and Andy are doing it. <laughs> I'm like, what about Solo? I Didn't we invent this together? But... <laughs> Well, I crack one open to you. But it's a good thing, man, though, I have to say, because we got so many lists. Um, I think all in all, there were like 18 or now there's 19 or 20. um, And it's, you know, it's a lot to cover. So I'm glad that you're here with Mm -hmm. me. And we even had Andy do some spreadsheet stuff, and we'll share that, too. I know. It's crazy, man. I, I feel like I'm at the CIA. I'm like, okay, we got the... We got our uh, figures in, uh, you know, Hulu is down 20% and it's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited, bro. And uh, wow, to kick off the year doing a pop, I'm excited to get back. Of course, we're going to cover Mindhunter season two on daily DVR does Mindhunter. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, we haven't even talked about a certain HBO show live. So we're definitely going to save some time to do that. Because it's high on my list. And uh, yeah, man, I, it's just, it's a lot of stuff I haven't been able to see. Uh, so it's just like with 82 streaming services, last night, 3 a.m., actually it was early this morning, before I went to bed, I did watch the pilot of Mandalorian. Uh I enjoyed it. I'm excited to watch that show. It's not on my list, again, because I have not seen it, so I can't put it there. Wow. It'd be interesting when I'm done where it would fit. It probably definitely would fit in here at some point, but I don't. I, I know people love it. I know uh, Peter hates it <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> but... but but I, you know, I I'm excited to watch it. But uh, um, yeah, didn't make the it didn't make my top ten because I, I just went back to Disney Plus. I had Disney Plus, then I realized, I'm like, I have like all these movies in my on Blu-ray. I'm like, why do I need Disney Plus? So I canceled it. But then I got the bundle with Hulu because Lady Solo loves Hulu. Because she loves that show. She loves Empire and Star, those two shows. She loves those shows. She's like immersed into that show Star right now. So we had to get Hulu back. Cause, but, but the thing is, the bundle, it didn't, it didn't say nothing. And maybe I didn't read. But it, it comes with the ads, which I don't like. Yeah, yeah. It does. Because yeah. the Hulu without ads is really expensive, man. I think it's like 15 bucks or something. Um, $12.99. Okay, $12.99, which I guess is equivalent to Netflix. Uh, but yeah. it just seems like Hulu doesn't have the same amount, but you get that live TV, which is an advantage. And like you're saying about Lady Solo being so into Star, which I didn't even know was on the air. And that's like the <laughs> spinoff of Empire, right? Yeah, it's kind of like the same universe. Okay. Uh, I believe... The third season was this year, and it did get canceled. Okay, uh, but so she's catching up on there. So I, it'll be interesting when I finish Mandalorian. She finishes Star. I don't know, ah, uh, because we already have Netflix Prime. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll probably just, I'll probably just keep it because, uh, you know, 
I, I don't know. I don't know yet. That's a decision for 2020 later on. I, think, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I think that we're pretty close. I've been keeping DirecTV um, mainly because I get the Sunday ticket, which I love. Yeah. And um, also because we've had it for so long continuously that if I call them up, they instantly just knock off. I mean, it takes like an hour to do it, but they'll take off so yeah. much money, you know? So yeah. I say I'm going to keep it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, now that I'm looking at how much that is even and what Hulu offers and all this str- and how much time – like Lachlan just watches Netflix and Disney. Like he never even looks at regular TV. Um, I don't know. I think that this might be the year where I cut the cord. And the only thing I'm going to, I'm going to lose all that time I had in on direct TV, but I don't know, you know, Sunday ticket is awesome, but maybe I just kind of pay for that once a year um, and just rejoin direct TV for those months because with Hulu without commercials and Hulu with live TV, you can get everything. And the only other thing I watch is like some Bravo shows. Like I'm just looking at everybody's list. There's so much great TV that even if I couldn't watch a show, well, guess what? I'll So then maybe I'll get that streaming service in three years and I'll have three seasons of that dumb reality show I like. You know what I mean? To watch. So I think <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty close to cutting the cord solo. Yeah, I'll never cut the cord. I, I can't surrender to streaming. Oh, Internet's down. Okay, what do we do? Talk to each other? No. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 because I, I mean, I watch, I watch football, baseball, hockey. Yes. NBA. So for me, and Lady Solo's old school. She loves to channel surf. She gets sucked into a movie. On You know, they got all these stations popping up okay. like you know your eye on and that and she like the other day wasn't feeling well so i was like just relax today and i, I went to work and you know she watched all these 90s movies that like air force one and all these other 90 movies that happen to be on this one channel so and she likes her good night stories when she goes to bed so she likes to watch friends or mom so uh it, it's just kind of I'll, I'll, I will have direct TV until they don't offer it. Um, I just, yeah, I can't surrender. Plus, our internet isn't the greatest. Yeah. It happens to be where we live until they get, you know. So, yeah, I can't quite do it yet. Um, but I'm okay with that. Uh, I love my direct TV. So, you make some strong points there. That ease. I do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, it's true that having someone kind yeah. of. Being able to have that decision kind of mate, you know, you switch, you find something good, you know, because I mean, you, I'm sure this has happened to you where you're like, hey, let me watch something good. And then you sit there for a half an hour, like, like scrolling through Amazon or Netflix or something. And then you go, I didn't even find anything I like. Why did I pay for this? But then, (laughs) (laughs) and then because sometimes like it's that psychological thing of, of, traditional television making that decision for you and you turn it on and it's already on and you kind of have to watch it. Um, and I, that, that is, that is an appeal, but, uh, it's something I'm, I'm not ready to do it yet. Uh, but it's something right, I I'll do try to start. talk you out of it. Yeah. You're going to talk you out of it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be easy. like, damn it. It's buffering. <laughs> the jets are in the red zone. 
Oh, I I'm like, well, if you had DirecTV, you'd have it on right now. Except what's weird, I mean, this would happen with streaming, but before we went on air, uh, you know, I was eating a little something, then all of a sudden my power went out for like 30 seconds. And I was like, what the heck? You know? Solus uh, living I don't in know a war that... zone, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it's just begun, Folo. I'm sure during this broadcast, we'll be hearing. Beep, 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 some sirens, some dudes yelling. Well, you know, you know, I feel like I'm in New York City. But. So, Folo, so I'm going to do something a little different this year. Of course, I'm going to do the, my top 10 uh, favorite TV shows of 2019. But I'm going to save the honorable mentions and all that stuff for later, for after the countdown. Usually, I think last year we did honorable mentions first, but I'm going to save that as like a you know, speed dating roundtable discussion for the end. I like That's it. cool with you. Let's do it. Okay. All right. But the first thing I do want to mention and why this show isn't my top 10. Okay. So we have a lot of limited series. Uh, like last year, Sharp Objects made my top 10. I loved it. But it was like nine episodes, I believe. So best mini series because I believe it was only like six episodes – I uh, should have done my research, but it's the DVR Podcasting Network. Uh, we figured it out. But Chernobyl, or Chernobyl, how the uh, Czechs say Chernobyl. Uh, Chernobyl, baby. Uh, fantastic. And But because I consider it a miniseries, I know mm-hmm. they don't say mini miniseries anymore. They'll say limited event or limited series or three-night event. But I'm, I'm keeping Chernobyl into my own category of just like – magical freaking best mini series it was so amazing jared harris you mentioned jared harris is richard harris's kid yeah i thought they were brothers they're so old but it's his kid yeah no that's his son dude oh wow yeah love him in fringe love him in a lot of stuff uh but yeah no chernobyl was what 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 a miniseries! I mean, I was hooked into that. I didn't know much about the first time. I guess because I was a kid, I you know, and, and it was pre-internet, and and I was into sports and girls. I I don't know, but the, the what brought it to my attention more was Lost when Saeed's like, I haven't seen this much much concrete since I think he said Chernobyl. Did he say Chernobyl? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, see, my mem- my Lost memory is still there, Axel. Uh, but man, what a, what a series, especially, you know, when that couple is at the beginning, you know, he's going to work and it's like five in the morning or whatever. And then you see the explosion to man, it was just, it was amazing. I'm sure you loved it as well, right? I thought that that series was kind of a study in like accepting fate or death because when you bring up that couple, you, I mean, you know what the the show is about. It's called Chernobyl. You know you're going to watch it about the nuclear accident that occurred. And you pretty much know that every new character you're introduced to is going to die a horrible death because they're in Chernobyl. And yeah. nobody is – is the the government, the system, the people working there – Nobody's being honest about what happened. So it was so gut-wrenching to just know that every time you met someone, okay, they're going to die. And it kind of, I think in a way, the more I thought about it, the more I thought about it, I saw it on your list and it's on so many people's lists. 
it really kind of made you appreciate the time you had with each character. And right. you, you tried to kind of soak in as much as you could. And you could tell the actors were giving everything. Because, like, what other show have you tuned into pretty much knowing from the beginning that every single person that you care about is going to die? It's a mm. really strange situation. And Jared Harris, who was also the best actor on a uh, TV show last year with the first season of um, The Terror, which we both loved. And I haven't seen it. Oh, but I, I love it. You watched the first season of The Terror. No, I didn't. I did not. Holy no, I wanted to. Crizumbles, man. I can't believe it. I thought I remember talking about that. There has been a lot of TV. Yes, you. Oh, yeah. man. you. That is something for you and Lady Solo. You can watch that. You'll watch it in like a day. It's amazing. And he is. He's just otherworldly in that show. And uh, yeah. I think Chernobyl, it didn't make my list. And I guess I felt kind of the same. I'm glad you brought it up. Nobody cares anymore. Everybody used to complain when the Golden Globes or the Emmys would put a miniseries in the TV category. And then every freaking critic puts Chernobyl as its as their best TV series. And it's only Solo who says, no, this is a miniseries. Because what are they going to do? Chernobyl That's right, Part 2, The Afterlife? Yeah. The, the, yeah, what, the sideways. We got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the flash sideways of Chernobyl. You know, the only thing I could see HBO doing, but it's not their style. If they were AMC or FX, they do it. Is they just tell another tale of like Soviet history? Like it would be Chernobyl Part Two, The Wall. You know, <laughs> right, right. But uh, I don't think they're oh, going to do that. My arms going off. Oh, all right. Kid show, baby. No yeah. alarms. Um, yeah, no alarms. I think I agree with you there. And I think that's a good distinction because these days nobody makes it is that is not a series. Um, that no. is a mini series or a limited event. Yeah, I, I kind of put like anything six, maybe six episodes and less is a mini series and over six. If it's only one is a limited series. That, okay. that that's my that's that's what Heath Solo thinks. I like that. Okay. All right, so let's begin my top ten favorite TV shows of twenty nineteen. You ready? I'm ready. Well we already started it kind of, but all right. Number ten I decided to pull an Anna. Two thirds of an Anna. Now as the world is crumbling near me, um, it, when I did a uh, film list with Anna from Indiana, she, her top ten films, I think she did it twice, but her big one was, I think, number two or something was Star Trek, but it was like three Star Trek movies in one <laughs> slot. So we, we we coined the pull it, pull, pulling an Anna. Yep. So I'm pulling an Anna. My two shows coming in at number ten, Law & Order SVU Season 20 and Jack Ryan Season 2. Uh, Law & Order SVU has really the cast has been cut down it's in its 20th year and you're like how is this show any good but man they really have done some great work later on uh in this run and i usually save them and i watch like three or four at a clip and uh i haven't uh, i've seen only a couple of this season but last season 
was just really well done. The acting is up there. The cases were great. Uh, they really went into some characters. We had uh, Titus Welliver, a.k.a. Titius Weaver, played a bad guy for like a three or four episode arc. Wow. And he... Yeah, he really scared me like Philip Seymour Hoffman did in Mission Impossible Three. He was he was he, he, oof, he was rough, and but but in a good way, you know. He was he was badass, but bad, a bad man, uh, and it just really uh, well done. Uh, the actor Philip Winchester, he was on Strike Back. Um, mm-hmm. He 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 uh, he also they tried to do some show with him on NBC, but it didn't last. Some like Vegas show with Wesley Snipes back in the day. I think that was him, or it might have been the other dude in Strike Back. I don't, no, 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 it was him. Um, and so he was on, like, Chicago Fire or something as a DA, uh, and he's actually the son of the uh, the Michael Moriarty character who was a DA in the original Law & Order. Uh, ben Stone, Mike Moriarty played. So he he played Stone's kid, and it was cool. But he only was there for like a season and a half. I don't know if the actor hated his character or whatever, but they he left the show really quick. So the only thing is they have been revolving uh, DAs on that show. Uh, it's like they seem to can't keep anybody, uh, but which which adds a little freshness to it. Um, so that was great, and Jack Ryan. Binge that thing in like two days. Now, this season wasn't nearly as good as the first one. Uh, it's the only substitute I really have for 24 being gone. Yeah. Um, it, it's fun. I enjoyed it. I was excited for it. But it just it, it just didn't have that punch that the first season did. Um, but it still was solid. Yeah. And I put it up. And I, I really enjoyed it. But I... But I was expecting Jack Ryan to take a leap mm-hmm. to excellence. I felt like it went back a little bit just because there's those things like, okay, the toilet is full. You didn't leave the water on. There's someone behind you, Jack. And, it, you know, and he doesn't like stuff like that that took me out of it at times. I agree. But all in all, but, but I had to put it in there. I pulled an Anna because I want to give it its due because it, I did for those two days, I did enjoy myself. I agree with you. I thought that um, this show is along the lines of exactly what you're saying, like it, a little bit of an elevated 24, like a Homeland, you know, right? Yes. And Homeland's the, actually the, the, the coming baby. Back. Yep. I know for its final season. Final season, man. They're going to let Carrie do more, uh, give her more jobs, <laughs> even though she's proven time and time again. That she will just fuck <laughs> it up. <laughs> and she's going to flip out, be off her meds, but solve the world crisis. Exactly. They're like, who can we give this important task to? Let's give it to the crazy lady who constantly doesn't take her medication. All right. Um, but I like Jack Ryan season two. It was fast paced. It was a perfect binge watch. But you're absolutely right. Um, I thought that they were going to kind of up the ante with the drama and like the mystery and the writing, but they really kind of up the ante with the sets and the locations, the action. Yes. And that was okay with me. Um, there were certain parts of the season that did not make any Naomi Rapace. Why was she even in the show? Like she didn't really even need to be in the show. 
and her connection know, and the, was very flawed. So I, I, you know, that was weird yeah. to me. And th- there was one thing where Jack's like, he he's going on like this construction site or something, and then he's about to. And De- the guy who played Destro in the GI Joe movies is about to like, you know, take him down, and then she pops in after he met her like once at a bar, and she pops in and saves him. And it was like, wait, well, how the hell did what? Yeah, it just was like, it was just like the convenient plot yes, forwarding exactly. mechanisms. Yep. And, and that did take me out of it. Um, but it was so quick yeah. that when something like that happened, you kind of just could rebound because then he was in a car yes. and was blowing up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I'll wait. I, I hope they do a season three. I'm sure they are. Uh, I love my boy Jim from The Office. And uh, so SVU and Jack Ryan in at number 10, baby. All right. So coming in, Axel, at number nine is a show I don't wasn't, wasn't on anyone's lists. I, I, I At press time, I don't think it was. Uh, it was a show on Fox. Whoa, we have a net, another network show and will be my last network show of the top ten. But it's a... Uh, it did get canceled. The, the, they did the first season, premiered January 14th, 2019, and ended in March. It's called The Passage. Have you heard of this show, Axel? Yes, I did watch The Passage with Mark Paul Gosselaire. And um, I found this show to be kind of knocked me out, man. And I'm glad that it's on your list because this is one of those shows that like we're talking about, there's so much TV that you forget that you even watched because it was not that long <laughs> and it got canceled soon after. Actually, Thaxton watched it too and he did a couple podcasts if people listen to the Thack Daddy Experience on DVR Podcast Network. I thought this was really cool, man, and he was fantastic in it. Yeah, no, it's uh, based on author Justin Cronin's trilogy of the same name. Uh, the Passage is a character-driven action drama that focuses on Project Noah, a secret medical facility where scientists experiment with a dangerous virus that could lead to the cure for all diseases. But it also could potentially wipe out the human race. Uh, <laughs> of course. Sorry, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, but Henry N. Cusick is in it. He's great. You know, I almost didn't watch this series because, and I, I feel bad, but I, I get weird. When I would see the trailer, the little girl, she, the cuts they put in her on the trailer seemed like, oh boy. Uh, I was just like, I can't deal with this. But Lady Soul was like, let's watch it. I watch it. But she was great. Yep. It, it was just the it was just that the trailer stuff they put in, it just seemed like it was the overhyped one liners she was given, and I'm like, oh boy. They made the show those- this is an example of like the opposite of what we're talking about, like kind of with Jack Ryan, where, you know, the commercials and what they're taught, you think, Oh, it's going to get big. And this show, they kind of sold it as a typical, like Fox kind of actiony show. And yet it had a lot more than that. Like you're saying, they used all the worst lines from him and her in the, in the commercials. Yeah. And then when you watched it, you were like, wow, she's a great, she's not annoying. She's a great little actress. And uh, I don't know. I just, even the stuff that I'd normally find like the, the horror ish elements to it that I normally thought would be hokey and the way they have kind of like, it's like this, 
so I mean, I we I think we could spoil a little bit of it just to get people to watch it. It has kind of like a vampire kind of element, but it's like mm-hmm. in the mind too. And the way that they dealt with that, I thought was really cool, and they didn't overdo it. So all in all, man, this I, I was hoping that this would get picked up by a streamer. I don't think it has, unfortunately. I think it's just going to go yeah. away. But um, I don't know. Maybe somebody will try it again at some point because I know that those books are very popular. Cool. Yeah, no, it was great. And they actually do wrap it up in a sense. I mean, it yeah. could go to many ways, but they do do a good job of wrapping it up. Maybe they find out they were going to get canceled or they were going to set the second season later in time, possibly. But it's worth, it's honestly worth a watch. It's only 10 episodes. It's actually really fun and good. And that's why it comes in at number nine by itself. No Anna involved. All right. Uh, we'll do a couple more shows, then we'll get into some listener top 10 lists. But I want to move on uh, to number eight, Axel. It's an Amazon Prime show with my girl Kate Beckinsale. It's called <laughs> The Widow. And I and and every time we we go to watch, I I go, oh, Lisa, let's watch The Whisper. She's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, what what is it called again? Oh, The Widow. So, I I I, I saw the preview. And I'm like, oh, this looks kind of good. And I watched it, and I loved it. And uh, basically, Kate Beckinsale plays a character where her husband uh, gets on a plane. Uh, overseas and is dead he is a plane crash and all this stuff but then watching a broadcast or something he, he, she believes she sees him like mm-hmm. years later so she's like what the hell some people charles dance is in there and he and he's like i'm on the privy but don't you know don't go over there it's dangerous and uh he's like no he's alive and so she goes over there to kind of see if to find her husband and it's this web of all this interesting intrigue and action and uh it just it's like uh tears of the sun meets some rachel vice movie where she was looking for her husband it's like all these things mixed but it's really well done and i really enjoyed it uh did you watch it at all uh perry i think has watched this whole season but i must admit that I was out like halfway through the first episode. No, I just couldn't do. I just, you know, to me, this is a, this is one of those kind of, you have to be taken by it, you know? And I just wasn't taken by this story. And I also must admit that I find Kate Beckinsale is that's how you pronounce her name, right? That's how we're pronouncing it today. Um, yeah. No, that is her name. <laughs> Sometimes I see her in something and I'm like, wow, she's great. And then other times I see her in something and I'm like, does she even want to be in this? Or is she just kind of – it just didn't really – She, it didn't seem – I don't know. This It just didn't gel for me. But since it is on your list – I will probably at some point give it another shot because it did have uh, – what I did like, I remember, is the locations. And, you know, all these streamers are teaming up 
they can do like a co-production with a with a uh, a state you know like a network in another country and take some of the cost or they sell it to that country right when they set it mm-hmm. in there and so that's kind of cool to see something that takes place in a different place but um yeah just i i don't know man i i just for some reason i watched half of it with her and i was like yeah i can't do this honey i'm sorry and she's like oh it's fun yeah. i like it yeah, no, it, it's. I mean, I've been I've been like that with like Emergence and that really bad plane show that's coming back. They manifest like those. I'm like out. This one, I honestly, the first couple of epi- the first couple of episodes, I was iffy, but I stuck with it and it got really good. So, um, like, I was like you. It just felt a little different. Uh, but when, when she got to the Congo and everything, I'm like, all right, all right. And then all of a sudden, the mystery started uh, really unraveling. And, you know, there's some surprising things that happened. So I was like, oh, I'm in. So, And, uh, and also, you got, uh, oh, what the hell is her name? Alex Kingston from ER. She's in it. <laughs> you probably don't even know yeah, who that, that is. I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was in Doctor yeah. Who, too. Oh, was she? Yeah. Who Who knew? Ha! <laughs> Oh, God, Heath. All right. So The Widow, check it out, Amazon Prime. That was like a DJ Tim Hines joke. That's Yeah, that's why I put it in there. I miss DJ. <laughs> I miss that guy. What, what, what did he call himself in Watchmen? DJ Mandi- Mandius? <laughs> yeah, DJ Mandius. I love it. I love it. He, he gets it. All right. Coming in at number seven is a controversial show. Along the uh, airwaves of DVR podcast land and mm-hmm. Twitter, and is season eight Game of Thrones, baby. Easily could have been, I mean, the spectacle of the Thrones. I mean, we talked about it for years and months and days and minutes and seconds. And, uh, but all in all, freaking, I loved the season. We both did. Uh, I look forward to actually rewatching it at some point, just to, uh, after the hype, after the bashing. Um, I, what Game of Thrones gave to me, I mean, gave to us, was something amazing. I mean, we had our BRs versus non-book readers, and all this <laughs> stuff going on. We had, we had. It was like uh, we were our own gladiators, and uh, might have drank a little extra wine during this time, but. I really enjoyed the season eight, and still, what sticks in my mind is Arya killing the Night King. That whole sequence, still to me, like I loved it. Uh, what hurt me though was seeing my wife cry when, uh, spoiler alert for Game of Thrones, uh, Snow uh, stabs Khaleesi, uh, and uh, the emotion my wife went through. And I felt so bad. I mean, she just was so into that Khaleesi character. Uh, But all in all, Game of Thrones, what an achievement. And uh, I just have better uh, stuff that I enjoyed more this year than the final season. But, I mean, to make the top ten is is pretty damn good. And so I have it at number seven, Axel. It it didn't make my list, and the only reason why is because I almost felt like I kind of wanted to talk about it separately on other people's lists. My feelings became conflicted due Mm -hmm. to uh, everything surrounding it. I mean, we still had a blast podcasting it. I enjoyed every single episode. I was on the edge of my seat. It was 
the acting, the direct, everything I, was amazing. And I don't disagree with a lot of the choices. I mean, I think I know that uh, Lady Solo is not alone in being sad, the turn that Danny made. But as we talked about, it's all there. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it made sense. So I'm glad this is on your list. I will always remember Game of Thrones as a fantastic series, no matter what anybody wants to get pissed off about it. If you were just a person who sat down in front of a TV and never knew the books or listened to anyone else and watched this entire series, I think at the end of it, you would go, that was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, agreed. So, agreed. I'm just going to put it that way. We were definitely invested in it in a way that, trust me, when I talk to normies or non-geek podcasting people or non-book reader or whatever, man, look, I know these books are popular, but there's a lot of people who still don't even realize the show was based on books. I mean, like, this is America, (laughs) people. People have shit to do. They got a job. They got families. Sorry, George. Um But, uh, you know, it's like you got to kind of separate from that and see it from what it is. And that's what I'm trying to do. Um, And I because I admit it kind of, you know, everything, it it kind of is like a cloud in my mind. And like you, I look forward to in four or five years sitting down and like rewatching everything and seeing the progression more. And I think it really did help me doing a complete rewatch up until like the mm. last week, the way I timed it out. And uh, yeah. I had a blast. I thought it was a great season. And just when you talked about things, I felt emotion. I see the images in my mind. Um, even some silly things like when they did their little romantic talk at the waterfall with the dragons. That was kind of cool. You know? Yeah, um, man. I honestly, I mean, I know we. We talked at nauseum about this, and and it was nice to get away because it did feel like – I mean, it was a lot of – I mean, especially you, actually. You were doing 22 podcasts a week um, <laughs> during Game of Thrones. Uh, but uh, it, 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 it was emotional. It, it was different than Lost. Lost was just a different experience, and we – I mean, I was invested 100 times more than the Thrones. But the Thrones it, – it, it, the way we started watching it, emergency pods of season one, us not even knowing the names, uh, you know, we still didn't, still don't know the damn names. So, I mean, we're pedantic and ridiculous or whatever that is. But is it um, Varys or Varys? I still don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm calling them Varys, baby. Now that it's <laughs> over, I'm back to Varys. But yeah, no, I mean, it's like, that's the only thing. When Lost, it was a new experience for me. Like, if you got something wrong and people called you out, you're like, oh, God, I got to... Now, you know, at this point in my life, I'm like, dude, relax. You know, it's fine. Uh, You know, I understand. I mean, when it comes to sports, when my boy Michael Lombardi calls, you know, Tony Romo, Tony Rimo, and he doesn't realize he's calling people the wrong names, I I find it more funny because Bill Simmons does that a lot. He can't, he knows he can't pronounce names and it's just, you know, it's just, I I laugh more now than I'll be like, well, you got it wrong. But it it just, it it was fantastic. And, you know, I, I, it's just, it's tough when you're watching a show and you're seeing all this negative stuff, you almost start questioning, 
wait a minute, am I loving something that I shouldn't be? Or, you know, am I wrong? But then it's like, no, that's why I invented the film list. It's your favorites. It's what makes you happy. And enough of this negative and all that. It's what makes you happy. And if you love something, that's, that's awesome. Who cares what anyone else thinks? Who cares what a Rotten Tomato percentage says? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's all about you, and it's okay to be fanboy selfish and enjoy something that a lot of people hate because, you know what, half the time people like it, they just want to say they hate it just to get a spark, get a get some likes and retweets and all that crap. So Game of Thrones at number seven, Axel, and I'm sticking to it. I like it, baby. All right. Going to do one more and then take a, a break between my top five, and we're going to get into some other people's list. But um, So number six is a Hulu show. It's a show Lady Solo and I love. I didn't – season two depressed me, and it kind of took me back. I didn't love it as much as season one, but I thought season three really – stepped it up and it got to a place where I was back on it. And that's the handmaid's tale season three, baby coming in at number six. Mm -hmm. Uh, What a great show. It's depressing, uh, but, but it's dealing with, I mean, it's dealing with this whole new world after and, and, and the oppression of women and the whole thing, you know, it's a tough, it, 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 it's very tough to grasp at times, and you're like, "Why am I watching this? This seems this world seems so depressing, but the acting's so good, the storytelling's so good, and you hope for good things to happen. But a lot of times, these characters are going through so much that I question myself: like, do I do I need this in my life? But the show is so good, and there are rewarding things. Uh, and Elizabeth Moss has just become one of my go-to actresses. I just I love her so much. I love the supporting cast, and uh, it was great to have. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, fast talker, of The West Wing, freaking f- Cabin Fever, gr- great freaking actor. And I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry. You are fantastic, uh, Bradley Whitford. Yeah, Bradley Whitford. He's just so the way he just delivers dialogue. He's a master. I would love to take a one-day intensive acting class with him. I mean, a lot of it is probably his natural ability, and his. And he, I, I have a feeling he's a very intellectual, smart guy. He just comes off that way, and he just he has this rhythm to him that, as an actor, just man, I just I love it. He actually remember me and Matt Murdock uh, uh, talked about this years ago on the film list. There is this show, The Mentalist, where in a big arc in the show, if people don't remember, this this killer Red John, is, and you're trying to find out who's Red John, who's Red John. And there was this, honestly, this 10-minute moment at the end of a season where you think Bradley Woodford's character is Red John, and there's a scene with him and Simon Baker in, 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 in a food court at, at a mall, and it's some of the best moments of TV history for me and, and what transpires and the emotion between the two actors and the characters. Phenomenal. And he, he just, he made just this little appearance in the show, but it was just so like freaking magical. Anyway, Handmaid's Tale, my boy Chris Maloney came back to TV. Yep. Actually, I don't think he ever left, but 
he's been playing some crazy characters. Uh, he, you know, he, he, in Oz, he was, his, his character was messed up in Oz. Uh, oh and then boy. Lieutenant Stabler had it. Yeah. Oh boy. Is that's an understatement of the year or the decade. Uh, but, and then in SVU, he had that mean streak to him, but he still was a good guy. And he's playing all these different types of roles. And this one, I'm like, I want to root for him. And then I'm like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I'd... But Handmaid's Tale, how did, how did you like Handmaid's Tale this season, Axel Foley? This made my list um, about at the same place, I think. Uh, I think it was number oh. six for me, if I remember, around there. Uh, I had the great opportunity to go on Gina's Resisting Gilead podcast, which everyone should subscribe to. She did a fantastic job of covering this season. And this was a pleasant yes. – it's weird to say about this show, but it was a pleasant surprise to me because I was a couple episodes in – and Perry gave up on it and was like, look, I just, Oh no. I, I, yeah. She's like, I can't do it with, with the world yeah. as it is. And I just, I can't do it. I can't watch this anymore. And I said, okay, honey, I'm told. Cause I was waiting for her. Like we'd watch one episode and then the next day I'd say, Hey, let's watch more Hamish. No, I can't do that tonight. I really yeah. like, let's watch below deck or something, you know? Um, and, uh, I kept on watching, and after every episode, I would say to her, honey, you got to go. This is so much better. It's, it's really like things are happening. And I just think the choices they made, though, maybe, you know, we all want it to kind of be more positive and for her to be winning in a way, you know, um, mm -hmm. they still were able to go places that gave me a sense of hope in this and redemption in some way. Um, for even some of the characters that I thought were beyond that. And the way that they played with that was really fantastic. And I love this season. So I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, the, there are times in the show, though, the Elizabeth Moss character of Waterford. What's it, what, what, I forget her what her current name is. What, what do we call her, Axel? Uh, she, who is she now? I forget. She She was... Well, first it was Alfred of Fred. Alfred of Fred. And then right? Water... No, okay. Yeah, because it's uh, Fred Waterford. Right. It's okay, the that first was the name yeah. of the guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then she becomes of Bradley Whitford's... <laughs> yeah, we just called of Bradley. Yeah. Yeah, of Bradley. Um, <laughs> of Bradley. Um, God. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Gina. Um, yeah, no. So there's times where her character just pushes it too much. And I'm like, what are you doing? But, you know, that's – she's almost living on uh, not house money because that's a, usually a good thing. But she's just at the point now. It's like, I want my daughter. I want yep. my life back. I want to screw you over. I'm going to push it as far as I can. And at times, it's at the expense of others, but she keeps going. But it's hard not to be behind her, you know? Um, oh, man. So it's, yeah, that it's show, just, uh, it, it gets you because, like yeah, just like you're saying – you're watching it, and at so many points in the in these seasons, and since it's a TV show, the way that she pushes, it's so it's uneven. But then when you think about it, and you put yourself or anyone else like in that situation, you're like what? 
Of course it is. Look what she's faced with, you know? So that that becomes a point of realism in the show that I think for other people, like when I read reviews, they fault it. And they say, well, it's uneven. Well, no, that's because that's how life is. You make, you take one step forward, you take two back. You take five forward, you take one back. Like it, so. Give me two step, give me two step, miss. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It's, it's a, it's a tough one, but totally worth it. And this season I felt was the best. I thought this was the best season. Yes, this was the best season. Yeah. All right, Axel, before we get into my top five, we're going to get into some listener lists, but let's let's uh, hear a little bit from our presenting sponsor. Take a little break to tell you about Cufflinks.com, and I want to give another special shout out to Ben, James, and Kim, who won our last big Cufflinks giveaway, and there's more to come. I've got great products from Cufflinks.com to give to you, and you know what you can give to us? your time go to cufflinks.com slash dvr today use code winner 20 and you could get amazing savings 20 percent off it's the winter clearance sale from january 3rd to the 12th go to cufflinks.com slash dvr today and stay tuned because we've got lots of great cufflinks giveaways coming your way right here on the dvr podcast network baby do it One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. Thanks. All right, Axel. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled. Uh, my boy, Callum. Ah, oh, love this guy so much. Uh, Callum sent in a list now. He says he spent most of the year rewatching older shows and movies, so he doesn't have enough to complete a top 10. But here's his favorites in no particular order. The OA, Mindhunter, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and The Crown. Uh, haven't watched Maisel or The Crown. Uh, the OA is on my list because I love uh, Britt Marling, mm-hmm. and I do want to see that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then Mindhunter, of course, we'll talk about later. But um, love me some Mindhunter, as you know. So that's our boy Kellum's short but important list. I... Really enjoyed this season of The Crown. I'm not done with it yet um, because Perry kind of wants to watch it. We'll get back to it. It's one of those shows that we want to watch together. And I've been enjoying it more than her. I think if if she doesn't want to watch it soon, I might just be like, look, I'm just going to watch this because I love that they switched the cast. It's not that I didn't like the first cast. I thought they're all great actors, but... 
I think this cast is superior, and I'm also more interested in the more recent stuff uh, as far as it concerns the uh, crown. So I really like this season a lot. Haven't watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Always want to give it a shot. Talked about it with uh, Andy. We'll talk about Mindhunter and the OA season one. I absolutely loved. I raved about it. But just like so many other things, this came out when Game of Thrones came out. And I didn't get a chance to watch it. And I'm glad that Kellum is reminding me. And maybe I'll start watching it now. I've been, uh, it's like something that I had forgotten about because I absolutely love everything Brit Marlin and the guy she works with. I think his name is like Zev or Zeb. And they're fantastic. Zev's dead, baby. Zev's, Zev's dead. Zev's dead, baby. They're a fantastic uh, creative force. And I definitely want to watch season two of the OA. I actually went back and watched like the last three episodes in anticipation of watching this season. And then Game of Th- I just couldn't do it. So that's a good list, Callum. Thank you, brother. Yes. And speaking of greatness, DJ Timmy Hines has a list, baby. He sent it in oh, right at the buzzer. Yeah. Now, but DJ Timmy Hines list not ranked, just listed. Always got to be that's different, a- DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, DJ Mandius. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, so I'll just go down his list. Mr. Robot, Succession from HBO, Mindhunter, Game of the Thrones, The Handmaid's Tale, Euphoria, Jack Ryan, Watchmen, Years and Years, and True Detective. Now, I, I, don't, I haven't watched Euphoria. I always feel Euphoria every time I wake up. But I don't haven't watched it, and I don't know years and years. Do you know what years and years is? Yeah, that was on my list, man. Is it on like Crackle or something? No, that was an HBO show that was. Oh. Um, Andy and I talked about it. It was like a kind of the next twenty to thirty years in England, and it revolves around a family. It's on HBO now. I would suggest you watch it. It's really fantastic and. Oh, really cool. what makes it is the uh cast it's a great cast it's got some cool uh, sci-fi elements to it political but mostly it's a family drama okay uh, this is a great list dj a succession yeah. now that is one that i have not watched um i know that it's not on your list solo i haven't watched yeah i haven't watched it so um, this is one that I watched the first, I think, three episodes. I thought it was a very good show, but I guess the kind of like billionaire family fighting, I just wasn't as like drawn to it at the end. Yeah. It's like I like Billions because it's ridiculous and fun and makes fun of itself, but this show – I. Didn't know if I got the vibe, but so many people that I know who like great TV, like DJ, love this show that I know at some point I've got to watch Succession. So, yeah, maybe it was Brian Cox. I love Brian Cox, but I felt like it was yeah. The Slap, that show. Remember that? That's why I thought it yeah. was The Greek Family. I was like, it felt this, like, 
the the trailers for it felt the I felt like it was the slap part two. I guess that's why I didn't wasn't drawn to it. Yeah. I don't know. That was originally an Australian show with... Um, yeah, I think that was called The Slap. I yeah. think the American version was called... I don't think it was called The Slap. I forget what it was called. It was called... <laughs> oh, maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know. The slap The handshake. <laughs> the handshake. I don't know. I love it. All right, so uh-huh. I got some lists to read, right? Yeah, let's read two from you and let's get back to... Yeah, we'll read some lists and then I want to get back to my list. All right, Gina's top 10 TV shows from this year. Now, when she gave them to me here, they're not, I'm going to read them in the order I think they are, Um, but I'm not, I think she put one first, so I'm going to go from 10, okay? Okay. Um, The Crown, which we talked about, Unbelievable, which was on my list and is fantastic. Merritt Weaver, check it out. Great British Baking Show. I'm so glad that Gina has this on the list. My family and I, this is like, has become our go-to show. And, and Lachlan will say, hey, mom and dad, let's watch the baking show. And we laugh and he loves the way that he can see how they're making food because he likes to kind of cook with me. So I really think, and I was saying to Perry the other day, I know they changed hosts. Well, are you a fan of Great British Baking Show? No. Okay. So they changed hosts and some people got upset and I think it went to a different network and then they started doing an American version in there. You know, some people feel it got diluted, but I think that it actually got better and I like the new hosts and I really enjoyed the later seasons and they do a holiday special. So that's a great, that's a great list there. Uh, Queer Eye, I have only seen a couple episodes of this. I know you're not into reality. So didn't that didn't that show end like 15 years ago? It came back two years ago, and for in many ways, it's better. Um, it's a bit oh. more challenging. I think that they actually get into things a little bit more. The hosts are a bit more gregarious on the first one. There were, I remember there's a couple of the hosts that really were, maybe it was their first time on TV, you know, but now they're all probably like been on Instagram or whatever. They're, they're fun. And Lachlan liked a couple episodes of this too, but uh, I haven't watched all of it. Um, she has you on her list, which I love that show. I know you have, have you watched that? No, lady solo loves it. Yes. I knew one of you did. Um, mine hunter, Watchmen, Handmaid's Tale, of course. Once again, subscribe, resisting Gilead. And I think this is her number one is GOT. So I like that. Oh, I like that GOT. Too. I awesome, know Gina's Gina. a big Game of Thrones fan. And that, once again, Game of Thrones season eight, we still liked it. Oh, and she does have kind of as an honorable mention, the reality TV show known as The News which I try to oh. stay away from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, re- that reality show, The News, uh, yeah, I, 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 every time I watch it, I want to jump off the balcony so I don't, but no. <laughs> yeah, I have, I mean, as we're getting closer to the election, I mean, I always pay attention. I tend more to read than um, watch uh, any of the cable networks or local TV. Um but uh, as we get closer, I am tuning in more and trying to kind of put that put that lens on. We all have to nice. have to see it. But that's uh, that that's something that um, 
we'll save that for another show, the news. <laughs> That's right. All right, yeah. Another week with DJ and Ready. Or, or last week with DJ and Axel. Yeah, that's right, baby. And John and John Oliver. <laughs> and John Oliver. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was on a couple lists. Yeah, it was. It was, but um, uh, not today. We got another list from a new patron, Tay. What up, Tay? I haven't watched many shows this year, so I have to put the few in chronological order. Here's my list chronologically: Succession, The Mandalorian, yeah, Watchmen. Chernobyl, Game of Thrones, Sex Education, which is on a lot of people's, not on a lot of people's list that we got, but critics. This was, um, did you watch this show? I got all the sex ed I need, baby. Oh. No, I have I have <laughs> Oh, whoa, kids show. Yeah, no, I, I haven't. Uh, so sex education. Enlighten me. Sex ed. Oh, you want me to tell you about sex? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's well, talk about you and me. Listen. All right, I am. <laughs> boys and girls are different, Solo. And boys oh, have wieners. Right. Oh, wait. Okay, I'm sorry. We won't get into it. No. Oh, whoa. It's whoa, a whoa. Uh, Netflix show. It stars Asa Butterfield, who, if you remember, was kind of a child star back in the day. I think he was in some big sci-fi <laughs> movie, Ender's Game. I, d- oh, um, I don't remember. Gillian Anderson. Ooh. X-Files. Oh, yeah. This is in my queue. Yeah. Because Gillian know. Anderson. Because I love little Gillian yeah. Anderson in my life. I will check this show out at some point. Um, because this gets great uh, reviews and people really enjoy it. And it's kind of like through, it's like a kid and his mom is a sex therapist and he kind of becomes a sex therapist to his friends. Oh, that's awesome. So that sounds like a fun (laughs) show. Uh, I like that, Tay. Uh, Let me get back to, let me see where I, I flipped over. Oh, and her last one is American Horror Story 1984, which I watched the first episode. I loved it, and then I didn't get back to it, but it's in my DVR, and I will watch it soon. Yeah, me too. I, I, I have never watched American Horror Story, but I love you know Friday the 13th franchise and all that, and it kind of looked like that, and I'm like, oh, what is this? I didn't even realize, because they... They they said AHS and I had no idea what AHS was. You know, everyone loves to abbreviate everything because no one likes to speak. But uh, and I'm like AHS. I'm like and then I figured it out. It was American Horror Story after like a week. Um, but um, yeah, I actually do want to watch that myself. I wa- I watched a little bit of the pilot. I had to stop for some reason, and then I just never went back. I, don't, I just too much stuff. But that is on my list as well. I love this series. I'm a huge Ryan Murphy fan. Going back to um, what was that show that he did about plastic surgery? Oh, uh, with uh, McMahon yes, and uh, the other on dude. FX, and it was really oh. it gets forgotten as one of the kind. Yeah, of, like the first. It was like one of the first big cable yeah, shows. Yeah, that was a that great I remember. show. Oh, what the heck was that called? Uh, we're gonna come on. Up. We got to look it up while we're here on the live on the air on the film list slash best shows. Yeah. Um, Ryan Murphy, the 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 um. As you look it up, let's Heath Solo try to figure it out. The the the. the uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, I don't we're, even we're, know. We're still, the nip facelift. Tuck. Nip tuck. I said facelift. I was Thank close. Thank you. 
from 2003 to 2010. I love Nip Talk. I wasn't a huge Glee fan, though I did watch the first couple seasons because I do enjoy, like Scott Six, musical theater. Um, and uh, I have watched, let's see, there's two seasons of American Horror Story that I did not watch, or maybe three seasons. I kind of got back in with Apocalypse, which I thought was that was on my list last year. I love that. I thought it was batshit crazy. And this seems batshit crazy too. Like Richard Ramirez pops up in it. I hear so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wanna wanna uh watch that. American horror story. Thank you, Tay, for your list. Yes. You wanna do Ian's? Okay, I will. Ian, Ian from our Facebook group. Thanks, Ian, for your list. I'm going to start at number 10, a highly controversial show for me, Man in the High Castle. Just, I've watched all of it and it just never, I always wanted them to do more of the sci-fi stuff and I didn't connect to the characters have you watched America, uh, American Horror so Man in the High Castle? American, Ho- American Horror Castle? Yes. <laughs> That's uh, kind no. of what this is. Now, yeah, because it's a Philip K. Dick, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like and the Nazis um, won. Yeah. And, yeah, I watched the first, like, three episodes. And because this concept really intrigues me. Uh, I thought it was good. But I'm with you. I didn't connect to the characters and so I'm just I, I just kind of stopped, and I've always wanted to go back, and I just never have. Yep, I think it's that kind of show, man. Um, yeah, I know Newbie Doos, our patron and friend, loves this show, and they just did the last season, so it is all on Amazon. If you watch it and you connect with it, I think it's a pretty cool and interesting world that they created. Um, yeah, he has number nine, The Crown. Number eight, Game of Thrones. Number seven, Jack Ryan. All right. Yeah, baby. Number six, Chernobyl. Even though we think that's a miniseries, we'll accept it. <laughs> Number five, Vinehunter. Yeah, baby. Yeah, a baby. great list. Number four, I know, True I, Detective. Looks like my list. Yeah, I know. What's happened? Oh, my God. He must have hacked you. Number three, like Watchmen. Uh, number two, Undone. Did you watch this on Amazon? Oh, no, I, I, I'm a little undone myself. What it, but uh, yeah, I gotta watch this. That. Is like that and the boys a rotoscoped watch. kind of? Uh, this was on uh, this was on Andy's list, uh, like a rotoscoped family drama with sci-fi elements. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is in. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah. Andy talking. I am about definitely that. gonna yeah. watch this. Um, Amazon actually tells me to watch it all the time for some reason, so I better listen to them too. That <laughs> and Ian has a show so close to my heart, and I'm so excited. Grandpa James just shared a uh, an article on our Facebook page about it. Dark, I love this show. Love it. You have not watched Dark? No, I'm I'm going to because you know me. I love my foreign shows because uh, I just um it it would have made my top five but um it came out it it came out in 2017 was the le mont yeah le monte you know the the mantis it's only six episodes um but um it was it was awesome i love that freaking show and i would have made my list but it was out two years ago so retroactive i gotta put it on my 2017 list but uh yeah so um yeah dude i'm gonna watch it 
I, I gotta watch dark. You'll love it in in, in the dark. You will yeah. totally love you. You and please, everyone. Once again, I'll give them another plug because they are great. And I was just listening to their Mandalorian podcast, but the Double P Podcast Network covered dark. Yeah, baby, they, Bubba. Yeah, if I remember, they did do like two episodes, and then they do like for each podcast episode and that's kind of how i watched dark because the episodes flow and man i really i want to re- i think i'm gonna re- i might oh my god there's so many things to watch but i feel like re-watching that just because it's on everybody's list and i'm so happy that it is and i know that it's great to see all these lists man because you know that these people listen to the stuff that we do and mm-hmm. then so there's a trust there, and then you kind of see, okay, we are vibing, like we're on the same thing here, because none of these exactly. shows are like yeah. crazily different, um, and then things pop up that I have watched or that I want to watch. So thanks, everybody, for taking the time to send in your list. It does mean a lot, and we do appreciate it. These are great lists. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so let's get back to my list. Yeah. I'm going to be a little selfish here. Um, cause we have to get, but yeah, I love, I mean, uh, Ian's list is really like, all right, he's definitely a DVR podcast follower, <laughs> you know? Um, awesome brother. All right. So coming in at number five on my top list to, to recap, I pulled an in at number 10, Jack Ryan and law and order as for you. Number nine was the passage. Number eight, the widow. Number seven was Game of the Thrones, and number six was Handmaid's Tale. So number five is fantastic show that we podcasted about and was unbelievable. Season three of True Detective on HBO. Again, it was a magical season. Uh, Steven Dorff was like my hero of the year. I love that dude. And I can't wait to watch Deputy actually and uh coming out on fox it looks like steven dorf stuff that's like that's that's like next monday or something dude i think it's thursday oh it's this week i think it's this week yeah oh okay thursday oh thank you check your dvr definitely definitely you know what pisses me off about that was i so I, i was shooting a show betrayed in november and uh then my last day of shooting i get an audition for the deputy and i couldn't make it because we were shooting all day. Oh. I was so upset. Well, but that's a good problem to have, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They knew yeah, they, they wanted you to audition, brother. Right? So. I know. So. I, ah. So, got to see who got my role. My role. Like it was mine. Okay. So, yeah. True Detective Axel. Some of the best acting of the year. Best storytelling. Uh, Mahershala Ali. And Stephen Dorff just knocked it out of the park. Loved this show. Loved this season. It was tough. I wanted to move it up, but, it, it, you know, it, it's right there at five. Probably could have been at number three for me, uh, but I'm, I'm leaving it at five. It's a great way to start the uh, top five. Yeah. I talked all about it. Yeah. This, this it. was my number one. <laughs> Number number one. And um, I can't say enough. The more I think about it, the more it ch- – this was, this was actually pretty easy for me this year. There was so much great TV. But this show just got me in a way and Mahershala Ali and Stephen Dort and just the connection and the connection we had podcasting it and people like Howard and other people writing in. And 
Mm-hmm. I just, it was a completely enjoyable from beginning to end. And I just felt it delivered on the promise of True Detective season one. And I just love this series and I hope it continues. I hope so too. All right, coming in at number four is I think I'm the only one again with a, this show on, on his list from the Paramount Network season two. Yellowstone. Get on, doggies. Come on, get on, doggies. We <laughs> all ride that horse. We're riding horses. All right. Freaking Kevin Costner's freaking awesome. Freaking Cole Hauser, his best character in years since that paparazzi movie. Uh, it's basically takes place in Montana, ranch. There's an Indian reservation. There's politics, money involved. You got my boy. Um, forget his freaking name, but he's in it. <laughs> uh, from Syracuse, I, who I met. Uh, God darn it. Uh, uh, it was in Minority Report, Brander Brothers. Uh, was on that medical show for one season, Desperate Housewives. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I can't remember his name. <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm, I'm getting freaking old. Wait, I'm, I'm like, I'm delaying was, looking it up for you because I he was dumb, dumb, dumb Doug, dumb, dumb Dugan and Captain America. All right, baby, I'm doing it. Here you what? go. Yellowstone cast. It's, help, it's coming up. So. Help me out. My boy, he's my boy. Live on the film list slash oh, VR podcast network. We're looking up oh, the cast. Jesus. Is it Luke Grimes? No, it's Wes not Bentley. Luke Grimes. Oh, but West Bentley's good in the show. No, it's not West Bentley. Gil Birmingham, only- da- Danny Gil- Houston, Ian Bowen, oh, he's- Neil McDonough, Dave. Neil McDonough. Okay, there you yeah, go. Stop right there. <laughs> I was going to say Will McDonough. He was a reporter in Boston. Yeah, Neil McDonough's fantastic. Uh, all right. This so is this quite show- a cast. Wait, now that you're, Dude, now that I'm looking jo- at Josh it. Holloway's season three, baby. Yeah, wait a second. This is quite Gretchen Mole. Dave Annabelle, he's really good too. This is like a good cast, man. Oh yeah, and the redhead girl, she's fantastic. Kelly Riley, yeah, she is great. She's so freaking. Wait, good, she man. was in something else that I was watching, and 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 both uh, Perry and I were like, she's a really great actress. She's she's so they what let her. Was it that she was in that we watched? She's really good. They they let her do her thing. Uh, Danny Houston's great. Uh, Wes Bentley, I mean, his character, it's a tough character to play. So this is like Sons of Anarchy, Sopranos meets Dallas. Oh, yo, she was in True Detective season one. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Riley. She freaking rocks. Oh, she's so good in this. Such a good show. Costner is vintage Costner. It's good. Honestly, I don't listen to country music, but two of my favorite songs of the year is because of this show. There's a there's a song called uh, Frogman by Whiskey Myers that's really good, and then an actor in the show, God he's a he's a country singer he he's a, he's in the show, uh, he sings a song he's just strumming the guitar it's freaking awesome I forget what it's called, it's uh, you know but it's great but I I got into a little country like rock music because of this show I put it on a playlist jamming. Uh, <laughs> jamming, we jamming. Hope you like jamming too. And my boy, we of jammin'. course, one of my favorite actors, Stephen Williams, uh, does a couple of guest Man, spots. Dude, I got this Captain is another Fuller one. from Twenty One Jump Street. I, I I watched the first episode of this. 
Um, and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'm going to watch it. It gets much better. Um, and then – Like even though it's good, you know. And I heard it, – uh, like, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, buddy. Oh, no. I'm sorry because I'm so excited, Axel. Um, I'm talking over I, I want. I want to – I just want to say I do really do – again, this is the – I love doing these lists because it reminds – you know, sometimes I think, ah, this not – what am I going to watch? Now that I have so many I could just take off these lists. I was listening to Kevin Costner on Bill Simmons – and it made me mm. want to watch the show more oh, as well. so worth it. And this has popped up on a lot of people's lists. And also, this is the number one cable drama uh, while it airs, uh, both oh, season wow. one and two, and does fantastic numbers and is totally under the radar because, like you're saying, it's on the Paramount Network. Right. What used to be Spike. Um, and, you know. What do you do? It's Kevin Costner. You know, who would have thought Dude. Kevin Costner gets a show and nobody even knows it's on the air? Yeah. No, it's fantastic. And uh, season three is coming out this summer and Josh Holloway is in this season. So I'm like, I'm in more than I'm like, my, I don't know if he's playing a bad guy, a good guy. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, I'm rooting for Josh Holloway's character because Sawyer's my boy. I love that dude. And, uh, I want to work with him someday before I retire. That's our All Han right. Solo, man. That's our yeah, Han Solo. That's our boy. Oh, I love Josh Holloway. He's so good. All right. Number three. We go back to the 80s on Netflix, baby. <laughs> Stranger <laughs> Things. <laughs> All right. So love season one of Stranger Things. Enjoyed season two. But I thought season three was just awesome. Really, it takes place in a mall, pretty much. <coughs> you got, you know, I mean, I don't want to spoil it in case people haven't gotten to it. But Stranger Things season three, I just really, uh, it the first couple of episodes, you know, they get going again and they're singing the never-ending story, and you figure out what time it is, what year after a summer, and you know, uh, Harry, Pete Harrington, whatever his name is, Will Harrington is working at a, you know, ice cream place and he's not the cool dude that he used to be like Tom Cruise. He's kind of more, you know, post high school in between and, but the boys are back. Uh, great. Some great female characters. we got Carrie Elway's plays like the mayor. And, uh, there's a, like a Russian guy who's good. And, uh, of course our boy, uh, and I can't, God, I cannot remember names. David Harbor. <laughs> That guy, he's yeah. freaking great. He's freaking mean as hell, but he's trying to raise a kid with superpowers. I'm getting ESPN notifications. Um, <laughs> really enjoyed Stranger Things season three. I put it at number three. Uh, it made me buy the Blu-rays, the uh, VHS collector's editions oh. of seasons one and two. Okay. Yeah, that's how much I was into it. About see, episode four, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm back. Yes. I'm back with Stranger Things, and I just uh, just love the show. I hope they take their time to do season four. Me too. Because I know the kids are going to start to grow. and um, I'm okay with stuff not getting pumped out just to get it out there, um, like a true detective uh, Mine Hunter, those types of shows. Make it great. Do it at your own time. We have plenty of stuff to watch. But I'm Stranger Things. I love this damn show. You know, I think it's actually coming out sooner than you think. I think that they like tonight. Not tonight. Okay. That'd be cool. But oh, I okay. think that it's um, 
they're already shooting uh, season four. Um, I thought, like you, I think this was the best season. I think that they re- – like, I mean, the first season was maybe the best se- – it was a great season. But I think that they really kind of got how to make a TV show after a kind of a rough season two. And if they right, – with yes. the format that they found for this season, I could see them going like eight seasons if they could follow this kind of a format. Um, but the show's got to expand. It's got to do different things. And these Duffer brothers, I can only imagine that they, this is like the first thing they ever did. And it's huge. I'm surprised yeah. they're not directing Marvel movies at this point. And like, Oh, you just no. wait. You just wait. Yeah. They, like the fact that you got Russo brothers, Duplass brothers, yeah. you got freaking the Foley brothers. You got the you know, Solo Brothers. The Solo Brothers. Oh, I like that. Solo Brothers. Um, the new pod. A lot of brothers out there. Um, <laughs> DJ Tim Hines. Uh, TJ, he's a solo. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's a solo brother. Uh, I think this was a great season. I'm glad it's on your list, pal. Thank you, buddy. And uh, it, now you mentioned the shooting. Bring it back. I want it back sooner. I lied. I know. I want it back. All right. All right. We're getting down to the top two. Oh, I'm excited. I think these two shows, these particular seasons are some of the best TV of all time. Number two, DJ Mandius, Watchmen, baby, HBO. Yeah. Oh, I have not talked about Watchmen on the air. Nope. So I'm saving some time and I'm going. So... I never read the comic. I own the graphic novel, but never read it. I kind of paged through it. I watched the movie. I'm one of the few people who love the movie because I, I didn't know anything about Watchmen. I went with Glenn, everybody's favorite Star Wars fan, uh, to the movies and saw it. And I'm like, this is awesome. It's like a superhero movie, but they're flawed and they have sex and they swear. And I was just like, this is awesome. So, but I kind of, you know, I bought some figures and, you know, all this good stuff. I love uh, Silk Spectre, Carla Gugino, the original Silk Spectre, you know, uh, Dr. Manhattans and all kinds of Billy Crudups and Rorschach, or as Aaron says, Horshack or whatever he calls it. And then you, <laughs> Ra- and you Ra- stopped Ra- him. Rorschach. <laughs> I died when I was listening to the pod. Oh, my God. When you go, all right, hey, Huss, so we don't get a lot of emails, I got to correct you. And then he's still like, oh, okay, okay. I love him. I love him. Oh, Ahas, we love you, baby. Uh, you and Roberto. Oh, Roberto, what an asset. Yeah. That dude does research and is so – I love listening to Roberto. He, he's the man. I just uh, – I got to get back to Jupiter's Rooster. I don't know what that means, but I got to listen to it. Well, no, the uh, Spartacus. I, I, you know, That's another show. I started watching, loving it, and then I just stopped. But I have all three seasons at home. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, with the TV series coming out, I was like, okay, I don't care. It's Damon Lindelof, Axel and Aaron, and Roberto are podcasting about it. I'm watching it, and I'm glad I did. Uh, I didn't know. I heard remix. I didn't know if they were doing origin stories, but I love the fact that it picks up, you know, 30 years after the fact of the, you know, where the comic and the movie take place. It's, you know, like I said, it's not everything's taken apart. It's a little canon here and there, and uh, and that first episode when okay, spoiler alert for the 
for Watchmen, okay, people? But the Don Johnson character getting off, I was like, what? What? <laughs> uh, I, I was like, it, it, it was like what they wanted to do to Jack and Lost. They wanted to kill him off right away, Michael Keaton style. Um, but, and I just, after that first scene with Lettuce and the cop waiting for his gun authorization, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be in- insane. The show is so detailed. The writing's so good. The characters are amazing. They're flushed out. Um, they, they did those story arcs of Looking Glass had his own episode, which was one of the. I mean, and then when you know um, Regina King takes nostalgia, that episode. Oh my god, that episode blew me away. Um, I just this show was so effing good and so well done. Every week, I was just, it was like watching a movie, like a, a top-tier Oscar movie. Uh, I just loved the way it went. It made me buy the comedian figure on eBay. So I got my Jeffrey Dean Morgan figure <laughs> that came. Uh, it just, it, it honestly, Axel, this show was so damn good. I, 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 I need like a week to talk about it. I mean... I had to listen to you guys, and I wanted to be on the pod with you, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it like a regular human being and listen to my podcasters fill in the blanks. And you guys gave me so much great information. and Because some things I was a little confused, but you guys fill in those blanks with your discussions, and it was just awesome. You had so many awesome guests on the initial reaction. I mean, it was just I loved it, and it was nice for once not having to worry about podcasting because I would have had like 12 pages of notes and would have been obsessed. And unfortunately, I don't have that time, and I wish I did again. But it was so rewarding to watch the show week to week and listening to the three pods you did, sometimes four, uh, but you know the, the trilogy of podcasts. And the experience was so freaking fulfilling. I, 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 you know... I'm thanking you, even though we're in this together, but you put so much damn hard work into it, Axel, and you're so effing great. I mean, everyone knows that. It's why we freaking, you know, it's why I reached out to you, you know, over 10 years ago and said, hey, dude, I want to talk to you on the phone, Uh, (laughs) even though you don't know who the hell I am. Uh, And it just... It, it it was a magical experience, and I, I I'm still I can't wait. I'm, I want to rewatch it again so fast. Like it was so effing good, and I just this probably would have been number one, uh, but my number one I have more of a cl- close with doing the pod with you and stuff, and we'll get to that. But Watchmen was such a great experience, and you know what? It's making me want to go and watch The Leftovers. I still haven't watched The Leftovers, and I'm definitely going to. I forgot how effing good Damon Lindelof is and his crew, and you got you know Nick Cuse, and I don't even know what he looks like, but I'm sure he's a sexy dude. But what a great job they did with this show. And Regina King is just... That woman, I'm glad she won an Oscar because she and she's getting like the best roles now because she deserves it. Southland baby, oh. I think turned her career around. Southland. I really believe that. that what a great she could, show! She, oh God! Oh hey, I Southland. forgot. I was listening to a podcast with the guy who created Southland, and he said that there's a very good chance that that's coming back. Oh. <laughs> That right, he's been dude. approached by multiple that he's been approached by multiple streaming 
uh, places about Southland. I get, I don't know what they didn't t- talk too much about the who holds the rights for the first couple seasons, or I don't even know where it's streaming. I don't know if even if it is. I don't even know if it is because uh, I know it started the first great. season. Oh, dude, it's fantastic! Some of the most intense. Stuff. Uh, oh, it's so good! If if they come out with it, we got to do a retrospect Southland rewatch pod and definitely do the new pod. we will do. And because that would be on my top ten. If I did a top ten decade list, that would be on. Yes, me too. Me too. That show is amazing. So, <clears throat> I have no idea how we got to South. Oh, Regina King. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> the Southland number two on my list. Uh, but Watchmen. I, 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 there'll be more times where I'll be able to talk about it at length uh in the future because there's there's gotta i have to do something with it but it was just such a and you know i've never been a huge jeremy irons fan i think he's a fantastic actor i just never some of his roles early on i was probably too young he was doing period pieces and stuff but man he was so damn good in this oh god jeremy irons baby a plus to you brother um, so yeah, Watchmen, man, at number two. I know you've talked about it at nauseum. Axel, give me two sentences to confirm my. What number was it for you? Um, I think Watchmen may have been my number two. Okay, I have to remember. Um, but it kind of. I had True Detective, like I said, it, but there's no denying everything you said is true. I don't have any complaints about this season. Thank you so much for all the nice things you said, Solo. I, I'm so happy that you were listening along and that everybody oh, was. I mean, every we had, episode. We had a great – I mean, I was just accidentally – I was going through my email and I went into the spam and I found like a bunch of emails from people about Watchmen that for some reason I didn't get. And like people from all over the world were watched this show and enjoyed it. And I loved it, of course. Damon was the man – if there's another season, hopefully maybe we can get solo for one of the five podcasts a week. That Damn would be right. cool to do like a rewatch. And then, um, but if not, I'm happy with what we got. It was everything I wanted and more. And more. Exactly. That That's the important line there, Axel. And more. All right. Number one. I got a shirt in the mail the other day. My blue shirt that I asked the listeners to find. Axel sent me the blue shirt. Mine Hunter, baby, season two. I love that shirt. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear it in my movie. I'm gonna wear it in a scene of my movie. Nice, for you, Axel. Yeah, Holt McNally shirt, blue shirt. I love that shirt. Anyway, Mine Hunter season two. Again, Watchmen might have been number one, but the connection I have with Mine Hunter, we do the pod. We're gonna be doing season two. Starting next week, we're going to go through it uh, on our pod on Daily DVR Does Mine Hunter, and I, I was I listened to uh, the podcast Monster about Atlanta Monster, and so when they were doing season two about the Atlanta Monster, I mean I knew the whole story and I, I really into it, and the way they did it, it's just phenomenal, just un freaking believable. This show, it ends with some cliffhangers and some... Uh, it's just, this, this season was so great. And I can't wait to rewatch it and do the pod with you. But Mindhunter, to me, it, it, it's just... 
it blows me away every episode. And David Fincher is just a genius. And, you know, Watchmen, because it's new, you know, it was tough because I almost put Watchmen one because it was new and it, it blew me away. But Mindhunter really could have fell off. It really could have went a different direction and been like, oh, my God, okay, it's hard to rep it. But I, I think it was better than ever. And so it's my number one show of 2019. Mindhunter, baby. Oh, man, did I love Mindhunter so much. Season two, uh, just as good as season one. The team was together, and now they're on the case. All the character arcs are fantastic. The cinematography, the direction, the music, the clothing design, the costume. Listen, you know, the way I got that shirt, I know you mentioned it, and uh, I ordered that shirt off Amazon, but I contacted the costume director on Instagram of all places. We do have an Instagram account. I hardly ever use it, but we do have one. And she told me it was vintage. And that didn't help me too much, but then I started searching around and I found the right kind. I think it's it's ribbed for your pleasure, uh, Kitcho. But um, it, I'm glad I got you that shirt, pal, because it symbolizes the bond we have hunting minds. Season two was amazing. Like I was saying, film and television, people are always debating. And it's unfortunate that Netflix drops everything at once. It's fortunate for us. We get to watch it. But it's unfortunate that people don't pay as much attention to a show that came out so long ago and people forget that Mindhunter was one of the best shows on TV. But the people here haven't forgotten, you haven't forgotten, I haven't forgotten, Mindhunter will remain to be the best. And I think it's going to be quite a while since we have, uh, until we have a season three but uh, David Fincher's halfway through Mank, the show, uh, the film that he's making on Netflix about Mankiewicz and Orson Welles. So it's going to be a little bit before we have a season three of Mindhunter, but it's worth it to me. Mindhunter, glad it's on your list. You know, it was on mine. I love it. Couldn't agree with you more, Axel. Mindhunter, baby. Number one, 2019 favorite Show for Heath Solo. All right. Honorable mentions. I'm going to run through quickly. Uh, Killing Eve season two. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Jody Cormier is fantastic. Uh, fun show. Uh, man, it's it just it's just worth watching. It's 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 it goes by quick and you binge it quick. And Lady Solo loves it too. That's one of our favorites. Uh, Cobra Kai season two. Now I've only watched the first two episodes. Um, I ended up getting, they came out with the DVD set of season one and two. So I ended up like, I didn't want to do the, I didn't want to do the YouTube red, you know, or do it again and cancel it. (laughs) Whatever it's called. Whatever. I think it's actually free now. You know that? I think they made Cobra Kai free now. Oh, did they? And that service is, yeah. I didn't even know they made DVDs. That's cool, man. Yeah, it did. They don't do the Blu-ray, but it was like twenty bucks. I got a reversible headband with it, you know, Miyagi Do and Cobra Kai Do, and that's uh, worth twenty bucks so, itself. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm gonna wear it to sleep, I think. But it, you know, when Cobra Kai first came out, it was so new, and it was like, oh my god, this is amazing. I, it actually might have been my favorite show last year. It was one or two. Uh, I think it might have been one. Um, 
this season, it, it, it feels like a continuation. Almost feels like, though, that season one and two could have been one season. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, the, the new, newness of it has worn off. It's still solid. Uh, I, again, I haven't finished it yet, uh, but I, I'm sure it's not as good as season one. But you never know. But it, it, it's, it's still got the elements that made us love season one. Uh, big little lies I throw in there. I wasn't as excited about this season. Um, I thought it dragged, and some of the storylines was like, "All right, get it over with." But Meryl Streep was awesome. The acting is superb, and it was really a good character study. And you know, it was very solid, very solid show. Uh, it just didn't have the same oomph. I, I, it wasn't what I was expecting. Let's put it that way. Unfortunately, I, you know, with the murder mystery and the whole cop, guy, you know, just kind of, it was more, but it was, it was solid. It was solid. Uh, yeah, that's it for my honorable mentions this season, Folo. Yeah, I didn't watch the full Cobra Kai and I felt kind of the same way. I felt like, um, it, it was just such a pure continuation, but I was still enjoying it just as much. It's, it leans yeah. into its hokiness. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, Big Little Lies, I had a blast covering that with Jenny. We had so much fun. Um, but it didn't make, it made like my honorable mention cause I podcasted about it, uh, for the season, but it was still, it was fun. I don't, I don't think they're good. I don't know if there's really a reason to do another season and plus, um, all of those women are like starring in their own shows. Now Reese Witherspoon's on like three different shows. She's producing so much, but that was a great season. Nice. You want, all right. Uh, and we got to oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Good. No, Axel, you go. I was just going to say, <laughs> do you want to jump into some lists? Yeah, I was just about to. Yes. So, uh, the Wambacher household has sent us some lists. Uh, we'll start with John's, uh, no particular order, it looks like. Shrill, The Mandalorian, Watchmen, Castle Rock Season 2, Game of Thrones, Holy Moly, Russian Doll, True Detective Season 3, Chernobyl, and It's Bruno. Oh, I love this list. Shrill made my honorable mentions. Uh, A.D. Bryant, that's a great show on Hulu. Holy Moly was a family favorite for our family. The golfing, weird golfing show with Joe Tessitore. <laughs> um, when I would complain about Booger uh, doing Monday Night Football, Lachlan would say, that's the guy, but the other guy's from Holy Moly. And uh, <laughs> say, yeah, that's true. He is. That was such a fun show, John. I know your family liked that too. Russian Doll, Andy and I talked about that extensively. And it's Bruno. Uh, Netflix did like these two special made my honorable mentions and it's Bruno almost made it. It's like a 15 minute show and it's just about this guy and his dog in New York. I love this show. Go watch it. You can watch it in an afternoon. I think the whole thing's like two out. It's, I think it's like six 15 minute episodes or something. So I I would suggest it to everyone. It's so funny and it's so New York along with Russian doll. It's a very New York show. So that's a great list, John. And speaking of greats, Leslie put in her, uh, list as well. Uh, she had, uh, castle rock, the world, according to Jeff Goldblum, 
British Bake Off, Finding Your Roots, Young Sheldon, and American Housewife. Interesting list. I have not checked out the Disney Plus World According to Jeff Goldblum, but I want to check it out with Lachlan. It looks like it could be fun. Cool. Now, now that you have Disney Plus, you can check that. Finding Your Roots, a great show. I've seen episodes of that, but I kind of feel like it depends on who the the guest is. Um, and that has connection to Watchmen, too. Young Sheldon not have not watched anything on CBS except Survivor. I, I have thought about watching this, though, because I know that it's a single camera show as opposed to Big Bang Theory that it's based off Three of. Three camera, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of oh, would maybe watch it. And American Housewife, I actually watched about 10 episodes of the first season of this, and I thought it was very funny. And I can't remember the actress who stars in it, but she was in... Um, She's been in a bunch of sitcoms, and she has just had a great career, and she's funny as hell. So that's a great list. Leslie, thank you. And Castle Rock, I still got to finish that season. We, we kind of stopped oh, halfway through. I still haven't through. watched it. Yeah. Now, Finding Your Roots, is it just like a single camera people looking for their copy of Roots on DVD <laughs> and storage? Is that what? Is that yeah, what? It's, like, uh, it's like Storage Wars. <laughs> Finding Your Roots. All right. So, Axel, we got another Wambacher. Yes, Dylan Wambacher. The daughter of Leslie and John has come through, and this is her list. Number five, Holy Moly. Love it. Number four, Saturday Night Live. It's good to see the youth like Saturday oh. Night Live because for us old people, we're always complaining about how it's not as good as it used to be, but it's good to see that, you know. The Eddie Murphy episode it. was awesome, though. Oh, oh, God. Eddie Murphy, that was the best oh. episode in years. But oh, see, we're old, so maybe she saw yeah, that. We are like, old. You know, who's Eddie Murphy? Yeah, who's who's Ed? The Pluto Nash? Who's that? Uh, the Mandalorian. Um, the World According to Jeff Goldblum, so two Disney+. Plus. And now we have a new... We had Pulling an Anna. Now we're going to have Pulling a Dylan. Pulling Which a Dylan. Picking a show that aired years ago, but is still your number one for that year. And in the streaming world, I think this is acceptable. So I think we need to begin. Yes. A new, a new tradition here, Pulling a Dylan. The Office is her number one show. Uh, I like that. Because I have so many shows, like, like, like I was talking about Le Monde. And uh, Orphan Black, we finish, and yeah. that would go on my list. But it's like, oh, it's not 2019. So so next year for 2020, you can pull a Dylan and put in a show that you might not have seen. Like right now, we started watching Fringe. I've seen the first season. I'm re-watching it, but I'm going to watch the whole series, hopefully before 2020 is over. And who knows? Fringe, could I could pull a Dylan. Who knows? I like it. And as an honorable mention, Queer Eye. So that's made our list twice. Made a, That's cool. pretty cool. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Wombacker family. That's awesome. We It's a family affair. It's a family affair. All right. Speaking of family. Over, oh. over again. We got a little bit of podcaster family. It's Bubba from the Double P oh, Podcast Bubba. Network. Oh, what? A, you know I, what? You know I got to say one thing. Go I got to say one thing about Bubba. Love that man. Yes, but, me too. But 
you know, we I did uh, I think it was season five. We did a Game of Thrones podcast. Me and Glenn went over to Bubba's. What got drunk on Fireball and watched. I remember uh, that. Yeah, so much fun. Um, he had to edit some stuff out though because we were a little tipsy. <laughs> uh, but th- this past season, I'm like Bubba. I want to come over and watch a show with you and Catfish and podcast. And you know, he was always busy and couldn't do it. And he was out of town and. And and I'm like, well, let's get together. And I I don't hear from Bubba anymore, so I think Bubba Bubba must hate me now. Uh, but Bubba, I miss you. And if you're listening, uh, I, I'd like to see you sometime. Oh wow! Look at that. A yeah, plea throwing it out the there. Airwaves. Yeah, Bubba. Yeah, Bubba. I you know I thought you know thought we were friends. Thought we could hang out and uh, you know hope I didn't do him wrong. Yeah, I you know I I miss you, Bubba, and. Uh, you know, I really wanted to podcast with you, and he kind of like, in more ways than one, I think Bubba might have said, eh, you know, I got my boy Catfish and Mork, I don't need you. Oh, man. Dude. Yeah, yeah. That's a double D. That's a double D? Yeah. It's a, uh, I can't think of Dirty. <laughs> it's a dirty, dirty diss. do-gooder. It's a dirty diss. It's a dirty double diss. D. A yes, dirty double diss. D, dirty diss. Oh man! Oh, Bubba, you can you can uh, tweet him at Fit and Trim on Twitter and say, "Hey, what's up? Why not you giving Solo any love?" Uh, well, should we hold back his list until he gets back in contact with you? Or should you know I read what? It? Nah, it's the holidays. Go ahead and read okay, it. Okay, I'll read Fine. it. All right, I may not listen, but you can read it. Okay, here we go. Bubba says, "Tough to say with one more episode of Dublin Murders, which they are covering on the Double P Podcast Network, Irish Crack." And a bunch of the expanse to go through, and one more of Mando too. But here it is today. Uh, number ten, Jeopardy, a classic and oldie but a goodie. Number nine, Veep. Number eight, Chernobyl. Number seven, Barry. Did you watch Barry Solo? No, not yet. You will love it. I. You will definitely love it. I know. I no, know. Number six, Succession, season two. Number five, Sex Education, that Tayon had on her list. Number four, Game of Thrones, season eight. They did a great job of covering Game of Thrones, too. They didn't love all of it, but they were adults about it. You uh, know, Bubba didn't know, but he should have pulled a Dylan and said Game of Thrones, season four or something. Just to, <laughs> That's just, true. Next pull year. Pull a Dylan. Always pull a Dylan year. next year, Bubba. Number three, The Boys, which made my list. I love that show. Did you watch The Boys? No, not yet. All right. I I will watch watch The Boys. Just when you say out loud, I'm going to watch The Boys, it's like I don't have kids, so people might start thinking something. Anyway, Dropping The Boys off at the pool. (laughs) That happened earlier on the podcast when we took a break. (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) A kid show. Number two, The Mandalorian. Oh, love Mandalorian. We've been covering that, too. When did people start calling this Mando? Like, I, I must, I'm not hip. I missed the. Uh... In the show, um, Grief, who is played by Carl Weathers, calls him Mando. Oh. So everybody so calls call the it show Mando. Mando yeah, so we say Mando. Lock but isn't Mandalorian a city? But isn't Mandalorian a, the planet or something or no? Well, Mandalorian is really more like a creed. They're a group of people, almost kind of ah, like a religion. Ah, right. uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. See, this is why we shouldn't. I'm glad we didn't do a podcast about it because I don't know. But there is a planet Mandalore. So it's kind of like 
the what he is has become known as a Mandalorian, but it's not. He is kind of of a certain kind, you know. It's it's I, I don't know. Anyway, people. So call so you're gonna call me Burr because I live in Burbank. Hey Burr, that's what I'm gonna call you, Bill Bill Burr, who was in Mandalorian, by the way. And number one for Bubba. Who covered it and helped me understand and love it? Dark season two, a great list by Bub. Oh, and he had two honorable mentions: Crazy Ex Girlfriend, oh. which I've never seen, and Lodge Forty Nine season two, which I have not caught up with yet. All right. So the great Roberto Suarez has got a list. He's only got forty-two listed, though. Oh no, only five. Okay, so. Roberto has Dark Crystal Season 1, Dragon Prince Season 3, Succession Season 2, Watchmen Season 1, and The Expanse Season 4. You got me excited because when you guys were talking about The Expanse, you mentioned Holden. And I thought Jonathan Groff was in The Expanse. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. I looked on his IMDb. I'm like, there's no Jonathan Groff. I'm like, oh, this dude, his name's, uh, oh, Axel, you tricked me. Oh, uh, well, you uh, I think that you would enjoy The Expanse. It's a great show. I don't know. I, 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 I fracking can't do it. Uh, no, I, I, I might. I might. You might. One day. That sounds one good. Day. Um, yeah, Dragon one day. Prince. When Lachlan's 40. When, oh, speaking of Lachlan, Lachlan loves The Dragon Prince. That's like one oh. of his favorite shows. Nice. That is a really good Netflix serialized cartoon Game of Thrones style about a, a like a obviously dragon, a dragon prince. prince, but it's <laughs> I've watched a bunch of episodes with Lachlan and it is really high quality. I forget that this, the person who show runs and is like the artist has done a bunch of other really good stuff. I think they may have done um, Avatar the Air, the the Last Airbender. And Dragon Prince is their new thing on Netflix, but it's a great series. So this is a great list. And, of course, Roberto was fantastic on Watchmen. We had so much fun covering that. That was just a great experience. This is a great list. And we have one final list, Heath. Oh, I can't wait. This is, might be the greatest list of 10 years of the film list. Maybe it will. Are you going to read this one or should I read yeah, it? Hell yeah, I'm going to read it. It's for me. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So, one of our good friends and listeners, Brett Fuller, has the time traveler Brett Fuller's top 10 of 2020. Okay. So, I mean, get close to your earbuds and your iPads and your whatever, Zonos or Sonos or whatever, um, or your Bose sound bars. Don't tell too many people this, but I traveled from the future to give you next year's list too so brett has traveled into the future 2020 has come back on december 31st 2020 i mean 2019 he can't come back if he's already okay and now i'm doing back to the future stuff uh and he has what's going to be the top 10 so are you ready axel i'm ready oh dude i'm ready too it'll be awesome to have Brett, you better send one, send another one in, you know, off the record 2020 and see how it matches up. But this is what he puts in. Number 10. Oh, this looks so good. Snowpiercer season one. Yeah. The Chris Evans movie. Now it's a series. Looks so good. I'm so glad they're doing this. Uh, it's on TNT. 
and uh, man, it, 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 I'm so glad they're exploring more of this universe. Number nine, The Sinner, season three. I had no idea The Sinner season three was coming back. I love The Sinner. DJ Timmy Hines loves The Sinner. Um, season three, but I, I looked. I don't recognize any of the cast, so I don't. I don't know if Bill Pullman's in it. He is, uh, but it could Bill be just, Pullman's. Oh, in he it? is. Um, it looks great. It's coming out pretty soon, man. Yeah, like tonight. <laughs> I just want everything to come out tonight, Axel. Number eight, season three of The Norseman. I don't know what that is. I believe that is a Netflix show. Okay. Oh, number seven. This, I heard great things about number seven. Beats by Tim, season one. Oh, this DJ is DJ Timmy Hines. DJ Timmy Hines. This show will be streaming at the Shell gas station. Um, Beats by Tim. I cannot wait for it. Uh, he's going to have, oh, God. I think, is DJ, now, is he playing all eight characters in this he show? He is. He himself? is. He travels he the is. world. Okay. He plays men, women, children, old, young, and he just brings his beats throughout the world to different people. And it's also like a gag show where he pretends that he's different people at the same time. It's it's really kind of complicated and high concept, but you yeah, know, it's coming no, it from is. the mind of DJ Ozymandias. It's you know, it's it's something. Well, they sent they sent us the first four episodes and uh, to get it early. And I tell you, the sheep episode. Uh, in Austria, was phenomenal. Oh, man, that is going to shock so people. It's going to be controversial. That's going to shock people. It's going to be very controversial. All right, number six, Handmaid's Tale season four. Loved it. Number five, Killing Eve season three. Oh, man, number four. I can't believe he's at number four. I thought it would be at number one, but it's, I'll take it. Heath's Acting Challenge season one. Oh. I, we're breaking news. My show, Heath's Acting Challenge. Basically, what I do is it's kind of like DJs. It's same producers of Beats by by Tim that we we go to different different towns, some cities, different towns, and what we do is we give scenarios to people to act out, and they have to do these challenges and you know doing famous scenes of Scarface, The Godfather, with a twist. I can't tell you the twist yet till you watch the show. Uh, it's going to be streaming at Costco, but. Um, it's just it's and you can win prizes and you know scholarships and all that. It's going to be fun. And Axel makes an appearance. I do on episode seven. We go back to Jersey City and uh, recreate um, the last Alaskan. It, it, it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> it's a great Heath. You know, I know we're going to actually be covering this uh, when it airs every week. We're also going to we did a documentary podcast series. There's also a true crime element because several people were actually died during production of this show. Yes. And we had to investigate. They weren't harmed. They just died. They They, they weren't harmed. They were just killed. No no animals. Only people were harmed. No animals were harmed. Just people Uh, were harmed. But Heath's acting challenge, I think it's probably going to win you about 20 Emmys. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm ready for 2020 to be the year of beats by Tim and Heath's acting challenge. Oh, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, again, uh, beats by Tim streaming at the shell gas station and, uh, Heath's acting Challenge streaming on Costco plus. Okay. Number three, which I had no idea they were doing and I'm so stoked. Fargo season four is coming. Chris rock. Chris rock. Yep. He's the star. 
Number two, Better Call Saul Season 5. I'm behind. i got to catch up on that. And you know, I was serious. Uh, uh, Keith, oh. I'm actually serious. Chris Rock is the star of Fargo season no, four. No, I know. I looked it up. No, I'm <laughs> oh, okay. serious too when I said that's awesome. <laughs> okay, I did. I thought you thought I was joking. <laughs> no, I looked it up. I looked it up. Yeah. I think it's no, going to be. I I, that's yeah. got me. I'm really excited about that. Dude, it, it's going to be freaking great. Oh, that show's so good. And then number one, season three, Westworld. Yeah. It's appropriate that it's number one on a time travel 2020 list. So thanks, brother Brett. That's that. That's a great list. I love that. It. Is a, I'm glad though. I'm glad though. He liked my show better than Beats by Tim. I'm kind of excited. I know. About that. I know. I know. Well, Tim will I be know. upset about that, but that's. Uh, well, we'll you deal know. with it. We'll deal with it in a positive way. We'll give him more perks on season two. Well, also nobody died while filming Beats by Tim, so it's not as exciting. No, it's on critics lists like best shows, but for favorites, it's just a little below mine. Yeah, a little below. Uh, so you All right, want me before to go we end over... the show? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go over some stats. Yes. Okay, so. Wow, this was a long one. Um, I don't think we beat uh, Andy and I, but we had a great <laughs> number of lists on this show. And in total, now this doesn't include Gina's list because that was a last um, edition here. But Andy has put all the lists into a uh, what? What do you call it? A um, spreadsheet. And yes, there were spreadsheet. eight spreadsheeter baby. Eighteen total lists submitted. The list sizes went from top four to top five plus honorable mentions. There were ninety four different shows mentioned. Wow. Okay. There were twenty six different networks and streamers represented 26 holy shit used to be Um, three back in the day i know right and this is the top network streamers um by percentage and i'll tell you number of shows number one i'll start at number five number five it's a tie between hulu and abc six percent six shows number four nbc seven shows wow Number three, Amazon, nine shows, 10% of the list. Number two, HBO, 12 HBO shows were listed, 13%. And the winner, by far, more than doubling HBO, Netflix, 28%, 26 different Netflix shows were listed by all the people who sent in less. Amazing. All right, and Axel, only two shows had more than one vote for number one show of the year. Can you name them? Um, I don't know. I don't. I have it in front of me, but I'd like for you to name them. Okay. <laughs> so Chernobyl, which we, I call it a mini series, but that's okay. Our DVR podcasting listeners are 100% correct. Uh, got two votes for number one, and Dark Season Two got three votes. Yeah. Well. That's pretty nice, man. And this is that it's, you know what though? It shows you with so many shows, you'd think that there would be more. That's not a lot at 18, right? And this is the shows that appeared on the most lists. Okay. A three-way tie for number five with six lists. They pulled an Anna. Our listeners pulled an Anna without knowing it. A triple Anna, true detective, (laughs) Mandalorian and dark all appeared on six lists. Chernobyl seven, Mindhunter, eight, Watchmen, nine, and the number one show that appeared on 56% 
10 less Game of Thrones. So didn't take number one, but it appeared on the most less. So this is now what Andy did is he calculated the top 10 shows with a ranking system, half a point for honorable mention, one point for top 10, one additional point for top five and an additional point for number one. We'll start off with the honorable mentions, The Expanse, Dark Crystal, Shit's Creek, and Unbelievable. They barely You're missed the top ten. Unbelievable. Oh. And the top-rated network show was Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which was there largely due to Scott's number one ranking. Now, this is the top <laughs> ten shows of 2019 as voted on by Daily DVR listeners. Number ten, Fleabag. One number one vote appears on three lists. Number nine, Succession. One number one vote appears on four lists. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I can't speak anymore. Zero number one vote appeared on five lists. Mandalorian, six lists. True Detective, one number one vote, me. Number five, Dark. Three number one votes appears on six lists. Number four, Chernobyl. Two number one appeared on seven lists. Number three, Game of Thrones season eight. No number one lists, no number one, but did appear on those 10 lists, as we said. So it gets up to the number three spot. And the number two, pretty much across the board, a lot of people had him. Heath Solo had him too. Number two, Mindhunter. And number one, Watchmen. Yeah, and, and what's interesting is, well, Mindhunter's. I'm the only number one, but Watchmen had no had zero number one votes. Interesting. Hmm. I, maybe it's a recency bias, like a, a an anti recency bias. You know, like yeah, it was it, so good and it just ended. Yeah, and, and and sometimes shows like that you gotta digest and see how it. That's what's the tough part, where a movie can really affect you on December twenty fifth. But a series, sometimes it takes, you can affect you, but it takes time. And it's got like the reverse yep. effect where if you see a show at the beginning of the year, you forget about it and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Did I, I wait. Yeah, I love that. You know? Yes, so. exactly. Yeah, I feel that way. That's it. So Fleabag, Succession, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Mandalorian, True Detective, Dark, Chernobyl, Game of Thrones, Mindhunter, Watchmen. I mean, I think that sums it up. Like, on average, these were the top 10 shows of the year. And I think if you look across critics' lists as well, and we have a very educated and savvy audience and listenership. We appreciate all the lists that were sent in. This has been great fun. I mean, this has been like five hours of my life, maybe seven hours. I'm not sure. Um, this was just <laughs> as fun as doing it with Ando. I'm glad I had the time to spend with both of you solo. It was great. Thanks for, uh, for making a part two for an old friend. <laughs> oh. It was great. Uh, no, I loved you and Andy's pod and it really got me. I mean, I always get excited to do a podcast with you, but you and Andy going back and forth and it really got me, you know, really motivated. I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited to do this show. Not that I ever would not be, but it made me even more excited. So I want to thank all the patrons and all the listeners and all our friends, family, countrymen, and women. Uh, it's been a great year. Uh, thank you for making DVR Podcasting Network your choice for the to listen 
to some of the great podcasts out there. And we've had so many great, like Ken and Roberto and Aaron and everyone joining throughout the land. Uh, It's great. And you've done a great job, Axel, holding down the fort as king of House Foley and DVR podcasting. And uh, Happy New Year, everyone. And uh, I'm just so excited to start the new year. And Axel, take us out, please, buddy. I just want to say thank you to each and every person that sent in a list. Thank you for Andy putting in all that work for the spreadsheet. I'm going to go ahead and put this on our Facebook page so everyone can look over this data. It's been a great year. Sarah, Jenny, Gina, John, Brett, Andy, Heath, Roberto, Aaron, Tim, Reddy, everybody who's uh, contributed to all the shows on the network and... It's just been a really, a really cool year, a lot of great television, and 2020 is going to be just as awesome. So peace out, everyone. We love you, baby. And we'll see ya in 2020. In the year 2020, in the year 2020. (laughs) Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, pal. That was great.